Anyone know what that is? That's music to my ears. That's another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Whether you're selling shirts or sandals, start selling with Shopify and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you'll customize your online store to your brand, discover new customers, and build relationships that will keep them coming back. Shopify covers all the sales channels to successfully grow your business, from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free on-demand business courses, Shopify is here to help you succeed every step of the way. It's how every minute, new sellers around the world make their first sale with Shopify. And you can do it too. I love how Shopify makes it simple for anyone to sell their products anywhere. Whether they're eBooks or earrings, Shopify simplifies starting and running your own successful business. When you're ready to take your idea to the world, do it with Shopify, the commerce platform powering millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Now it's your turn to try Shopify for free and start selling anywhere. So sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite. Go to shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite, to start selling online today. Shopify.com slash c-suite. You're listening to Thinking Outside the Bud, where we speak with entrepreneurs, investors, thought leaders, researchers, advocates, and policymakers who are finding new and exciting ways for cannabis to positively impact business, society, and culture. And now, here is your host, business coach, Bruce Eckfeldt. Are you a CEO looking to scale your company faster and easier? Check out Thrive Roundtable. Thrive combines a moderated peer group mastermind, expert one-on-one coaching, access to proven growth tools, and a 24-7 support community. Created by Inc. award-winning CEO and certified scaling-up business coach Bruce Eckfeldt, Thrive will help you grow your business more quickly and with less drama. For details on the program, visit Eckfeldt.com slash thrive. That's E-C-K-F-E-L-D-T dot com slash thrive. Welcome, everyone. This is Thinking Outside the Bud. I'm Bruce Eckfeldt. I'm your host. And our guest today is Robert Davis. He is CEO and co-founder of Alt. We're going to talk to him about what they're doing in the cannabis space, particularly in the beverage industry and really the product they've created that has multiple uses, but it's a clear sort of odorless, tasteless product that you can add to really anything and to particularly beverages that allows you to really dose THC in a really interesting way. And obviously a lot of technology that's gone into it and kind of figuring out how to make this product work. But the applications of this are quite extensive and it's fascinating to hear kind of what they're doing and kind of the markets they're going after and almost too many opportunities, I think, at times and and how to focus is, is the challenge like many high growth, really dynamic businesses and dynamic markets. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk to them about the path they've been on. We're going to talk to them a little bit about some fundraising, and we're going to talk about some expansion they've been doing in Europe. So exciting stuff. It should be a very fun conversation, a very kind of cutting edge aspect of the cannabis industry. So I'm excited for this. With that, Robert, welcome to the program. Thank you, Bruce. Pleasure to be with you. Pleasure to be with the audience. Yeah. Thanks for joining us today. So before we kind of get into all what you're doing with, you know, THC products, give us a little bit of your background. How, like, how do you get into cannabis? What were you doing before this? Tell us a little of the backstory. 
It's quite an interesting road to cannabis. I graduated with a master's in international business and I was really attracted to hotels and real estate and ultimately worked across Asia, the Middle East and Africa for international emerging market developers, branding, bringing to market, launching, selling out, closing out luxury real estate projects across uh, those global locations. And, and so, you know, at my core, I'm a, a sales and marketing specialist and really a, a brand focused uh, professional who takes a lot of enjoyment in launch strategy, bringing projects to market, whether that be real estate or whether that now be cannabis mm-hmm. and in sales. And you know, I spent about a decade internationally. I decided my international run was over. I was ready to get back to North America and I found myself on a project in Vancouver, Canada, where I met my business partner in 2016. In 2016, I also found plant medicine and found cannabis. I had been living a fast life overseas, kind of burning out on I'm both sure. sides of the candle. And was really ready for a change. And cannabis helped me to achieve that. It helped me to live more present, live more intentional, move away from challenging habits and and life choices I was making. And just to really live more intentionally. And so that, in combination with really always having an interest in the business side of the cannabis industry. I was an early investor in, in many companies in, in California. And the combination of the two, my business partner being a bit of a cannabis aficionado and cannabis legalization happening across Canada at the time made us start to think about how we could make an impact in the space. And so, you know, both looking for a change, we started studying the cannabis space and started really analyzing, again, how we can make a difference, how could we touch as many people as possible. And we landed on brand and technology. Mm-hmm. And we believe that cannabis beverage is going to be the future of the industry, one of the largest, if not the largest categories, due to its approachability, due to its being healthier alternative Due to it being beverage, one of the most comfortable and common ways we socialize and we connect as individuals across all cultures. Yeah. And I like the, you know, kind of your angle coming into cannabis and kind of looking at the market and seeing, you know, where the opportunities were. I mean, how did you go from kind of seeing, you know, seeing where the gaps are or where the future is in terms of, you know, opportunities in cannabis to actually, you know, looking at the specific product you were going to create and, and how you're going to approach that? Give Fill us in a little bit on the kind of from idea to actually kind of product development. How did that process play out? So, again, we, we feel that cannabis beverage is the future, and we, we took an early bet on the category. And then we asked ourselves, how can we differentiate in this category? Yeah. And you know, we believe that the brand and technology are the most important elements to focus on. And that's where we chose to place our focus and our investment. And we wanted to create products that were completely differentiated, that were elevated, that offered unique experiences. And so Alt was born out of an alternative to smoking, an alternative way of consuming in general, an alternative to alcohol. 
and really stands for an alternative way of thinking of living. The initial products that we've released through the Alt brand are beverage enhancers. And we chose to take that path as opposed to creating a beverage because we really wanted to empower the consumer to create their own beverage experience versus us trying to figure out a cannabis beverage that you're going to like, Bruce, and that I'm going to mm-hmm. like from a flavor profile standpoint, my mom's going to like as an example. We yep. wanted to we wanted to empower the consumer, and we did so through creating these beautiful vials with a clear liquid, premium liquid cannabis, as we like to refer to it. It's mm-hmm. backed with proprietary nanotechnology. The vials have dosaging marks in which the consumer can decide exactly how many milligrams they want. They can then pour the liquid into their beverage of choice. It's neutral in flavor. It's zero calorie. It's zero sugar. It's vegetarian, vegan, paleo, keto-friendly, all the things. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, all the checkboxes. That's right. Yeah. And it's a completely versatile product. And it's a product that is portable either through the box, we have a five pack, which is kind of designed for Monday to Friday, or just taking a vial and putting it in your pocket, in your purse. You can take it anywhere. You can dose your beverage anytime, any place. And the power is not only in the brand and in the packaging and that packaging experience, but it really comes down to the technology. It's a true nanotechnology. Our particle size is measured sub 15 nanometers in multiple tests. What does that mean in yeah, real what, life what, and what, in effects? Yeah, what, what's the practical aspect of that? Or? <laughs> that means rapid, immediate absorption. And so on average, our onset time is between 5 and 15 minutes. So it's more similar to smoking in that onset and in effects. You get a hybrid mind-body effect super clean, super functional, and you get a very consistent two to three hour offset depending on the individual and dose. And so it's more similar to kind of a a buzz that would come from a drink or two of alcohol and it's going to rise, plateau, and then fall. And the technology, just to kind of further deep dive into why it's acting in that way is, is due to that small particle size, the water-soluble liquid starts absorbing immediately into the mouth tissue and as it flows through your esophagus, it bypasses the blood-brain barrier, it bypasses the liver, and that's what creates those immediate effects, those consistent, controllable effects. And so the final thing I'll say is it's a product that can really be titrated, that, that consumers can build the right euphoria through. So they can wait 15 minutes, decide this is perfect, or you know what, I'm gonna consume another milligram or two. And so you know, really nicely able to get to that comfortable place, that ideal place through the power of the technology. Yeah, it really becomes a, a very versatile tool depending on context, the effect that you want, the intensity, you can really kind of dial it in in, in, in many different ways. What, like, what did you have to do to figure out this technology, right? Because you're dealing with plant, kind of a plant product that has to process different ways. You've got to create it into a form factor that is, that is going to be you know, kind of stable and mix with all these things. Like what, what are some of the challenges you had to overcome and, and how did you overcome them? Yeah, that's a great question. So in our analysis of the space, 
in our decision to focus on beverage, we started hearing about and, and reading about nanotechnology being applied to cannabis. And to give you a bit of history on nanotechnology, it's been used in pharmaceutical and in beauty products for many years. Mm-hmm. And so this is taking you know, that similar application and applying to cannabis. And you know, we started understanding the benefits of it, but we had no idea how to apply it to cannabis. And so my business partner and I just sought out through every contact we had to find a chemist that could help us create a base emulsion. And mm-hmm. we were led to our initial chemist through a mutual friend. Since that time, we have worked with you know, several chemists, scientists, nanomaterial experts to create what Alt is today. Yeah. Let's talk about go-to-market. I mean, once you had kind of the product developed and knew kind of where you wanted to play in the space, how did you go about kind of approaching the market? What were were some of your strategies, like from a kind of distribution, retail, you know, branding? Like, what was that process like for you as you built the business? Yeah, we really wanted, as I mentioned earlier, to do something completely differentiated and elevated. And we see ourselves as a technology company that is focused on cannabis, that is in a high fashion, is luxury. And we saw an opportunity there, particularly going back a few years ago when this project started. And there really weren't many brands that kind of fit into that elevated luxury cannabis category. And and we saw a gap in the beverage enhancer side of the category. There were you know, a fair amount of beverages, but really no neutral in flavor beverage enhancers, some shots, but we don't really look at that as competition. And so yep. you know, that was our focus is, is to do something very different, precision dosed, neutral in flavor that could be paired with any beverage. That was part of the hard part. And then <laughs> the, uh, the second part was actually getting to market. And it was incredibly challenging. And it was incredibly challenging partly because of COVID. Yeah. We were supposed to launch on April 1st of last year. <laughs> oh, nice. That didn't happen. Our uh, manufacturer at the time closed down. And it took us another three manufacturers to find the sweet spot, which thankfully we're in now. Two closed, one we couldn't get on the same page with. And so it was was quite challenging to get to market. And then, you know, if you look at the the beverage space in general, it's still relatively small. It's about one and a half percent of the category in the overall space. And so you don't have a ton of consumers coming into beverage yet. And yeah. you know what that then translates to is distributors not really being set up to move beverage, dispensaries not wanting to give a lot of shelf space and, and display. And so you're really fighting the battle every step of the way to get noticed in the beverage side of the business. With that being said, it's really starting to explode now. We're expected to see 45% plus compounded annual growth this year alone. The global beverage categories expect to be worth about $1.82 billion this year. That's going to drastically 
elevate and increase over the next kind of five to 10 years. Yeah. Um, expected to be you know, times over that based on the data that I've seen recently. And so it's, it's a bit of a uh, patient play uh, and you really got to believe in the beverage category passionately you know, in order to focus here versus flour, which is crushing in, in, yeah. in some of the uh, obvious uh, other categories that are performing incredibly well. We're going to take a quick break to hear some words from our sponsors. And now back to our program. And do you think this beverage market is, you know, mainly cannabis consumers that are just looking for a new form factor? You know, they just want to be able to get a kind of a beverage format to this. Or is this, are these new folks to cannabis? Like what's your kind of strategic kind of view of, of this new market, sort of the beverage market and how is it similar or different than the traditional cannabis user? I think it's predominantly, and I think it will continue to predominantly be the can of curious, those that are new to cannabis, that are looking for an approachable way to consume, that are looking for a way to consume that doesn't require smoking, yep. that are looking for something that might be a little bit more discreet, that enjoy beverage as we all do and, and mm-hmm. how it allows us to, as I mentioned earlier, connect and socialize with one another. And so you know, I do believe that the category is more focused around those types of individuals. And those types of individuals aren't necessarily going into the dispensary yet. It's still predominantly the the legacy consumer that's looking for higher dose, lower price point. And so it's gonna take time for that emerging consumer to get into dispensary. And, and so, you know, again, it's a patience game at this point in time. We're seeing a lot of activity online, D to C, and certainly we're focusing a lot there uh, to cater more to that clientele, but mm-hmm. it's, um, it's a long play. Yeah. I'm curious from a retail point of view, how have you approached this, right? Because it seems it's like when you walk into a dispensary, you know, you have your flour, you have your edibles, like there's these kind of sections, like how, like, how are you showing up in dispensaries these days? Like where, where do you get placed? How does the consumer find you? What's your relationship with the bud tenders? I mean, I'm just kind of curious about that whole kind of dispensary experience, customer experience, and and how you're kind of figuring out how to navigate that from a brand point of view. We initially were getting placed pretty equally between the edibles section and mm-hmm. the beverage section. We've learned over the last six months since launch that we really need to focus on the beverage section. and. Yeah. The why around that is quite simple. You, know, you look at a, us price per milligram compared to a gummy, mm-hmm. we're going to be way, way higher. You look at us price per milligram compared to another beverage product, we're very competitive. Got it. And so we've really been focused on working with buyers, working with bud tenders to ensure we're positioned there You know, as that, that go-to beverage enhancer. But also it can be a beverage enhancer that can be a, an add-on to can or a wonder, you know, perhaps someone wants more THC in that can mm. or wonder, but they love that flavor profile. They love that can or wonder experience and they can add all to those beverages. So we, um, we've seen a lot of success in, in that respect as well. Uh, it's like, it's like getting, uh, an espresso shot in my coffee. Exactly. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> I, can, I, can boost it. I want to get a booster on this. Interesting. And so talk to us a little bit about Europe. I know that you've been um, looking at that market. You've got some recent activity. I mean, how, how have you seen kind of the U.S. market, the North America market, and the European market, and how have you approached it? So you know, we felt it in 
important to launch in California, the Mecca. We wanted to establish this as our birthplace and kind of our our flagship state uh, location, if you will, globally. And and we're happy we made that decision. And again, beverage is really starting to pick up in California. And I think, you know, it's just going to continue to explode and the sky's the limit. But it's taking time, as I've mentioned a couple of times. And so we own all of our technologies and it would have been much easier for us to not. The vast majority (laughs) of beverage brands in the California cannabis space and in general do not own their technology. They go to a third party emulsion provider. They go to a beverages together. They put the flavors together. They're a brand. And, and so they move to market as a brand, you know, with these partners, which is great. A lot more simple than, than what we have set out to do in owning our technology. But myself and the team were passionate about doing so for many reasons. It allows us to control quality, of course. It allows us to scale and it allows us to look to new markets much more efficiently and effectively. And so we have been over the last couple of months working on a Europe opportunity. Uh, We have executed paperwork with a partner in the UK, a very impressive partner who has brought over uh, multiple international brands uh, to the UK uh, in recent months. And we, through this partnership, will have alt products and technology into the UK and into Germany between now and early next year. And so the beauty of owning our technology is that it allows us to, and the way we've designed these products, in all honesty, you know, it, it is tech, it is kind of high fashion luxury, but it's also medical, particularly, you know, in the vial format, the precision dosing. And so it really allows us to, to nicely extend and uh, to move between both recreational and medical markets. So you know, we're proving out California. We'll now move to the UK and Germany. Uh, partners will you know, help handle distribution to doctors, to patients, an active audience we'll have in these countries. And then we'll look to expand into other parts of Europe together. And so you know, we, we see this as the beginning our journey and our mission to enhance human potential around the world and to be a, a multinational company. Yeah. I'm also curious. I know there's there's been a lot of kind of chatter recently about consumption lounges and on-site consumption and, you know, how it seems like it's going to be a, a pretty massive game changer for the cannabis market to move from, you know, I've got to go to dispensary and then I've, you know, kind of consume at home or, you know, private location to, you know, being like bars, you know, in liquor where I can go and socialize and and order a drink, you know, it's starting to happen for cannabis and these consumption lounges. Like, how are you watching the space? What are you seeing? What are you hoping in terms of the development of that part of the cannabis industry? I'm very happy to ask that question. I believe that the consumption lounges are really going to move the needle for the category overall. It shows cannabis beverage in a a very approachable light. It just makes so much sense, cannabis beverage for lounges. And so I'm incredibly, incredibly, and and everyone I know in the, the beverage industry, incredibly excited 
to get more and more lounges open because I I do believe that's going to bring a lot of people, uh, both existing and new years users, into the category. Yeah, and alt specifically, I think holds a, a special position with respect to how we're going to be able to activate in these lounges. There are a, a fair number of people because I I watch and I analyze you know, behaviors within the. The lounges that will come in with their, you know, their gummies or their flour and will not touch a cannabis beverage, even if they are available. But what they will do is they'll order, you know, Coca-Cola or a coffee or spread whatever that favorite beverage is. And that gives us the ability to upsell them on liquid cannabis that they can place in that favorite beverage without them having to necessarily buy a cannabis beverage. And so for us, I'm super excited, but for the category, I'm, I'm incredibly excited. And I think it's going to greatly help uh, each and every brand within the beverage space. Yeah. And as you're looking to grow and scale the company, what are sort of the challenges you know you're going to have ahead of you, right? And in terms of just volume, you know, dealing with these different markets, product development. I mean, what's what's kind of on your checklist as you, you know, look at the kind of trajectory of the company and, and what you need to do to successfully scale it? So the challenges from a category standpoint, I, I feel go back to that you know, distribution piece. Most distributors aren't really well developed to distribute beverage. And so you you can think about it this way. Would you rather move a hundred beverages or a thousand jars of flour? And (laughs) a thousand jars of flour, you know, are going to sell probably within the week, the beverages, you don't know how long it's going to take. So that's, that's part of the challenge. And then at the dispensary level, it's the same idea, not giving enough shelf space, not giving um, really the, the presence in store that we as as beverages need in order to move product. And so, you know, that's a big part of it. And and why is that? Because the category is only one and a half percent. And so they're much more focused on the flour and the gummies and and these other products we've been discussing. And so that is a big part of it for sure. Uh, Specific to us, we are a premium product. We are, you know, a higher price for a lower dose. The products that we've designed are really more for microdosing, for elevation, for much like a, a nootropic, a self-improvement supplement to be taken throughout the day and night you know, it, to enhance and to perform. And so a lot of people are recognizing that as they try the technology, but the vast majority of the consumer is not necessarily looking for that. I believe the new consumers that are slowly starting to come into store into market in general are. And so you know, it's a bit of a, a consistency, a, a waiting game, and we just are you know, continuing to focus on growing our brand across California in the right stores, on the right online platforms. And as we make more people aware of the product, as the category continues to grow, I believe that's where we find our sweet spot. Yeah. And how about on the capitalization side? I mean, obviously all these things take money. (laughs) That's right. How how have you, you know, how have you approached that? What have you found so far? I'm always curious to see how 
how people are handling the investor side of, of cannabis, given kind of the complexity and the legality issues that we have. What, what has been your experience and what are you focused on right now? Yeah, my partners and I, we funded the business for the first couple of years. We've, in the last, call it year, year and a half, uh, taken on some money from uh, what I would consider to be our lead investors today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, with this Europe opportunity, with our desire to move into wholesale white label, I haven't really spoken to that. And so I'll just do so very briefly. You yeah. know, with our technology, it allows us to execute on all these different revenue channels. Wholesale white label is a huge one. There's not a lot of competition out there. There's some great groups doing it, but there's not a lot of competition. So there's an opportunity for us to collaborate with third-party brands to help infuse beverage and edible products, get recognition on label, and then obviously just greater brand awareness and market and distribution. And so the international opportunity, the wholesale white label opportunity, and scale in California are kind of our three main focuses. And as you said, they all take money. And so we right now are uh, commencing a capital raise to really focus on those three opportunities and to, you know, efficiently and effectively grow those areas of the business. You know, super excited about what's happening in California for us to date and in this European opportunity. And, you know, between now and early next year, we will be that multinational company, but that takes money to do. So we're going to raise it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Robert, this has been a pleasure. If people want to find out more about you, more about Alt, what's the best way to get that information? Bruce, thank you so much. It has been a pleasure. I appreciate the time, the conversation, and the audience. Alt's website is altlife.com. I can be reached at robert at altlife.com or Robert Brooks, B-R-O-K-S Davis on LinkedIn. Awesome. I'll make sure that those links are in the show notes so people can click through and get that. Robert, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time today. Thank you, Bruce. That's it for this episode of Thinking Outside the Bud. Be sure to subscribe using your favorite podcast app so you don't miss our future episodes. See you next time. You've been listening to Thinking Outside the Bud with business coach Bruce Eckfeld. To find a full list of podcast episodes, download the tools and worksheets and access other great content. Visit the website at thinkingoutsidethebud.com. And don't forget to sign up for the free newsletter at thinkingoutsidethebud.com forward slash newsletter. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.